I find it very difficult now to speak about him without getting emotional. I've, I've seen him do so many amazing things. And I, and I have to admit, in years gone by, uh, if I saw someone acting like I am right now, I'd, I'd probably said, uh, come on, you sissy, get a hold of yourself. Um, but once you've experienced um, his grace and rest over you time and time again, I, I love, again, the little Torah sharing from this morning of not taking up your own defense. And I have to admit, you know, in America um, or in other macho cultures, um, men are supposed to defend themselves and stand up and whatever it takes. Our movie houses are full of people taking vengeance out on their own. And, um, and yet I've been learning over the years the goodness and the grace of God to just rest and trust but our souls have to be trained. In fact, I, I heard from Rick Renner um, years ago, be healed in Yeshua's name. Last week, we were pulling people out of wheelchairs in Costa Rica. I just can't, I can't stand to see things that are out of order like that. Just... To, to stand up and sing about a God who heals, a God who heals and then leaves someone unhealed in the name of Yeshua. We thank you, Lord, for healing, rest, refreshing in this body, peace. Be still in Yeshua's name. To see those who so desperately need some of that heavenly provision. And we've, I've just, I've made a decision over the last while. This whole lockdown, um, how many of you say you've experienced real loss? Real loss that you could write down and say, it was a loss in my life. Just two of you? Wow. Good for you. Okay, there's a few more. And yet there is a place in the Lord where he can turn a loss into a profit. There is something of his reputation that he is willing to defend it was about mm, a little more than a year ago when I joined the staff in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Big church, we'd been there 10 years, love everybody, still do. Doing amazing things all around the world. But I was locked, I couldn't do what I love to do, which is this, face to face. It was very difficult for me. And we came mm, just before the lockdown, our pastor, who's a, a radical visionary, 
got a hold of On Earth As It Is In Heaven, and in March of last year, or at the end of February, he wanted to celebrate Purim. He couldn't pronounce it properly, but he wanted to celebrate Purim. He's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I mean, his Hebrew is, is, is a lesson in American accents. So, but passionately, you know, he'd come to me and, and he'd say, I won't even try the accent. We, we need to celebrate that feast of, of Purim. Um, you know, Esther, yeah, yeah, I know. He said, but I, I want to do it at Auschwitz. I said, oh, you want, what? He said, yeah, I, I want to honor the blood of the martyrs. I want to I pour out some, a cup of covenant on that ground. I want to reclaim that ground where so much destruction, and I want to do it on one of those feasts that one of the children of Abraham saved the nation, and I think this is a good one. So 60 pastors and their wives joined us in Poland last February, just before the shutdown. And we were, we were there, all of us, we took communion and together and remembered, and it was traumatic. And our last stop, our very last stop, was at the crematoria that they tried to destroy, the Nazis tried to destroy on their way out. So they're, they're in rubble and pieces, but they couldn't. They didn't have the time to completely cover the evidence. That was our last stop. By the time we got home, I had lost my voice. I couldn't sing, barely speak, and I went to the doctor. They ran a scope up my nose, down my throat, and found that my vocal cords were burned. The doctor said this. He said, Paul, they look like they've been in a furnace or a fire, blistered. He said, blistered like being in a fire. Are you inhaling cigars or something? Fully lit? Mm, no, not yet. But if you recommend it, I could give it a try. Interestingly enough, I found out sometime later that our dear friend, a pastor from Germany who loves Israel and the Jewish people, uh, from Turbingen, Germany, he told me by phone he went home and he couldn't preach after they left Auschwitz. And so he uh, went to the doctor and his vocal cords were burned and blistered just like mine. So we realized something is at work here, trying to stop the voice of salvation or restoration or salvation to the Jewish people that this is something that the enemy was up to. Well, I decided I'm going to continue to sing. I'm going to con it was so difficult. It was so difficult. Kept doing our broadcasts and just trust the Lord that this is what I was created to do. This is what I will do. Until one day, I told our friends last night, I came to a place after months of trying to push something out and make it sound pretty enough to be presentable. <clears throat> I said to my wife, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then my wife got in my face and she said, never say that again. <clears throat> because this is what you were created to do and you will sing again. So I sat down with my guitar and wrote a song of faith. 
out of Psalm 103. I shared it last night with our friends. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his name. By the blood of Jesus, I've been redeemed. Surely you're my master and my friend. Higher than the heavens, you have lifted me, and I will sing again. And it took an entire year. And I was taking voice lessons and coaching, and I, I have a master's degree in voice from Indiana University, the best music school in the world during those days, back in the 1800s, when, <laughs> whenever that was. <clears throat> and um, so it, it was really humbling for me to pay somebody else to help me remember how to make the muscles work again. And in Costa Rica last week, well, I don't know if there's any thing leading up to that. But I resigned from my place at the church, continued to work with all the different areas that I was doing, just not for pay, because I really believe in what they're doing. We have a 24-hour television station. My daughter-in-law is the senior producer for that. It's amazing. We have a record company. We have an alliance of churches and congregations around the world who are kingdom-minded, supporting each other on missional things, and it's growing by the day. It's amazing. So I'm continuing to do those. But I left that position believing that God would give me my voice back and I'd be able to travel the nations before I could travel the nations. So we have been making plans. And I left the position, no more paycheck, no more, well, all that stuff, and took off for Costa Rica. While we were in Costa Rica, I sang like I hadn't sung since Auschwitz. High and free, and, and, I, and I heard from the first song when I was there, the very first night, the first song, the Lord said, this is where you belong. That is my place of rest. Even though it's airplanes and it's buses and boats and cars and... But it's, I'm so free. What used to be part of a, mm, a challenge, I'm even, I am so free, I'm even nice to TSA agents at the airport. Brandon can tell you that is a major breakthrough. When we try... When we travel internationally, the guys that travel with me, they won't go in the same TSA line with me. And too much information. I just need a little more of other stuff from the Lord to help complete my journey. There is a rest for the people of God. And I want to encourage you that there has never been a better time to discover who you are and then, by faith, take a hold of that and step out and watch what the Lord will do. I am thrilled. I'm excited. I believe that this is, this is not just me. 
but I'm maybe a heavenly experiment. Brandon just left his high-paying job in Chicago with a dear friend of mine. He's been serving that church for how long? Eight years? Nine years? Nine years? Huge church, 20,000 people, great paycheck, because the Lord told him, start a church, not in Chicago, where he's well-known, over in Phoenix, Arizona. He told me just yesterday, I resigned my position. And he's got logos going, and he's hiring staff, and he's looking for a place, and the whole thing. And I'll guarantee you that is going to be such a great success. You will just... Jesus said, it's written to me in the word, I've come to do your will. He was quoting King David. I found again myself in the word as I just, instead of listening to all those voices of not enough, what are you doing? This doesn't make sense. What about your family? Are you going to pay your mortgage? Yada, yada, yada. All of those voices. If we can just push those things aside and focus in and know, be at rest, my soul, because the Lord, he is good. I was telling you just a few minutes ago, I'll, I'll finish quickly. I was sitting listening to Rick Renner teach. He, he's a Greek scholar, wonderful, dear friend. And he told us about Jesus in the boat in, in uh, Mark 4, crossing the Sea of Galilee. The boat is full of disciples right in the middle of it. He's been ministering like crazy. He's asleep in the back of the boat. You know the story. The storm comes up, and the boat begins to fill with water. And if you've ever been on the Sea of Galilee, I mean, it's a good distance across there. And if, the, if you've got four-foot, six-foot waves, you are not going to be able to swim the other side. And so the disciples wake him up and that Lord, don't you care? We're going to die. And according to Rick Renner, the English words that we have in our Bible, peace be still, he said the Greek words there really don't have a translation. He said, the best translation we have in Greek for those words are this. Shh. Can you imagine? He stands up in the middle of this wind and waves and simply says, shh. And of course, the disciples look at each other and go, whoa. Who is this? And so if you find yourself in the middle of a storm, where all the reports that are coming at you are like wind and waves, and you're not going to make it, you're not going to be enough. Terry's sitting here today because he shut off those other Voices, when the doctor said, you've got a couple hours to live, cancer here and cancer there. And how many years ago was that? How many? 2015. Made it a little more than a couple hours already. Isn't it amazing? 
But if we can, by faith, just simply say to those winds and waves, shh, quiet, I don't have time for you. I'm listening for the voice of my Father. I'm listening for the voice of my Father who says, you will live and not die and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Or who says, who are you trusting to provide for you? Are you trusting in an employer? Are you trusting in a paycheck? Or have I always been your provider? Have I ever failed you in this? Be still, my soul, and trust in God alone. Whatever that might be. I spoke last night on the word hope, and I'm not going to go there because that gets me another hour's worth. No, not today. I want to make friends, not enemies. I just saw the clock. It's a teaser for tonight. We may get to hope tonight. Lots of new songs came out of this shutdown. So we decided if we can't travel, we're just going to beat up the enemy's brains by writing lots of new wonderful songs of worship and praise that will speak to the people of God. And we're broadcasting now three times a week. Um, we've also taken up a, a wonderful new project that we just discovered. I'll tell you about um, just in the next 30 seconds. The greatest harvest of Jewish souls today is not happening in Israel. It's not happening in Russia. It's happening in Africa. There is an authentic African Jewish tribe called the Lemba. They have been authenticated by the nation of Israel as authentic Jewish people. And they trace their lineage all the way back to Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. Our friend Jonathan Burness has been laboring there in Ethiopia and in Zimbabwe, where our home church celebration has a wonderful base church of several thousand. Now, why is it such a wonderful harvest in Africa? Jonathan Burness and Hero Israel has been in there ministering for 10 years, and there are now established 150 Messianic congregations among these African Lemba Jews. It is amazing. A couple months ago, we heard from our friends in Zimbabwe, our celebration church there. They went to discover these people because they wanted to have a one new man congregation. And these Africans are saying, how can we be one new man if we don't have any Jews? So they went looking for African Jewish Messianic Jews to have a part of their worship expression. They went, came back, and said this. These are the poorest of the poor. That is an African speaking about another African. In fact, the situation was so bad, the staff people who went with Pastor, Pastor Dixon and his wife, Chippo, they said, please reduce our salaries and give that to these Jewish Messianic brothers in Zimbabwe. We heard about this, and it, it pricked me. 
without even trying yet, we have raised over $100,000. Why? These congregations have raised up schools that have no clean water, no food, um, very little in the way of supplies. And so we discovered that through different partnerings, for a cost of about $15,000 per school, we can dig a freshwater well, we can put in seven solar panels, enough to run the pump that pulls the water out of the ground. We can feed the entire school every day for the entire school year. We can provide for them uh, support that will come through other organizations, one child. It's amazing. This week, we are drilling the very first freshwater well in Zimbabwe. <clears throat> now, this is a time-sensitive time thing, and I'm going to mention it again tonight, and I'm going to mention it again tomorrow, because this has become a passion for this. Why is it so time-sensitive? Well, if you have no clean water, uh, it's hard to produce life, right? So the children have to lug their own water from their home and bring it with them to school. Now, the, the Muslim community has seen what's happening, and they are very evangelical. And so they are now establishing mosques right next to these Messianic Jewish congregations, and they're saying to these Messianic Jewish kids, come on over here, your God doesn't care for you. We'll give you water, and we'll give you food, and you'll see who the real God is. And I'm saying, not on my watch. Not on my watch. So when people are hearing about this, a, a little church in Tennessee, where I'll be in a couple weeks, wrote a check for $20,000. They have 100, 120 people in their church. Not Jewish, not Messianic. A pastor over in Texas heard about it, and he wrote me a check for $40,000. Now, the wonderful thing about this is we're not taking administrative costs out. We're just shipping this money over to Zimbabwe because our church there has a drilling well. It's got staff. They have trucks. They have warehouses. Now I've got organizations, mission organizations, who want to give us enough Bibles to give to all the kids. A feeding program, Lester Summerall's son, Steve Summerall, is a personal friend of mine. They want to bring in the food, and, and we need to pray because Zimbabwe has completely shut down. They're run by a totalitarian dictator who doesn't want to see this stuff get to believers. And he's shut down the country. But we have ways. Where there is heaven, there's a way. And so this is a big project. I'm believing to raise millions. And then there's another project. And this has just... I told people... I'll, I'll finish with this. Did I say that before? Of course. While our Messianic Jewish brothers and sisters can't have clean water and food, I, I can't go to a $50 a plate steakhouse. and put my money there. 
So I promised him, I'm, I'm not doing that until these schools have water and food and whatever is necessary. And the Muslims will see the goodness of God and they will come. And they will come. There is a rest for the people of God. And Jesus said, whatever you've done for the least of these, my brethren, you've done it for me. These are definitely the least of his brothers. So, Lord, we thank you today for this rest that we enjoy. Thank you, Lord, that you are so good. You demonstrate your goodness to us day after day after day. And, Lord, we are grateful. We're thankful. Thank you, Lord, that you so loved the world that you gave. Lord, thank you. We declare to you today we love you, and we intend to demonstrate that as long as you give us breath. Father, may the words of our mouths and the meditation of our heart be pleasing and acceptable to you. And Lord, I pray that today, 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 salvation is coming into every home. Lord, we pray for the neighbors here on, on Mount Zion that have been so negative. And we thank you, Lord, that you're turning their hearts, that through Gomes, through this congregation, Lord, you're changing their hearts and minds about who you are. We pray for their salvation. Lord, for Golden, Colorado, for Evergreen, for Denver. Lord, may this be a state not known for its mountains, but known for the mountain, that this is a place where the God of the mountain of Zion demonstrates his goodness and his faithfulness. Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done here. And we give you thanks, Father, and praise in Yeshua's mighty restful, powerful name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.